Welcome to Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. We have a special guest one day early, but we'll talk about that special guest in a little bit. Anyway, folks, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States of America. And of course, good morning to whom? the world. How is everybody doing? We are going to have a great show today, but before we even start, it is a must that we transfer to the geniuses that have turned tin cans and strings into something that transmit a hundred thousand watts throughout the country and over the internet. Hey, geniuses, how are my favorite peeps doing? 100,000 watts across America. This is KPFT Houston. There you go. Oh, wow. That? Hey, you know what? I can't voice. I can't wait to listen to your show on on Friday, man. That voice oh, was like God. to die for. Right, it Neil? Huge. <laughs> it's going to be a huge train wreck. That was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it, the worst show you've ever heard in your life. Nah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Oh, we're doing okay this morning. Uh, let's see, Jack, you got some wisdom for us? Yeah, this is real simple. This morning, I hope y'all get this. <clears throat> the agents of chaos have taken over control. Yes, we need Maxwell Smart now more than ever. He's trapped <laughs> in the KPFT studios. His phone doesn't work because his shoe won't untie. His shoe is wet. Ah, yeah, that's that's it. So is everything else out there. All righty. I'm going to turn it back over to Egberto before we hijack his show. Well, I mean, you guys are entitled to hijack the show because it's your show as well. Anyway, folks, we are going to have a great show for you today. Title of the show. Aquino on local elections, a Medicare Advantage per salesperson speaks, nonprofit hospitals, the Republican revolution divorces children. More than likely, we would only we make if we're lucky, we get to two of the subjects. But remember, folks, all the subjects are covered in our newsletter. So go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter where you can see this all enumerated just fine including the letter the long letter that i received from that salesperson who said medicare advantage i used to sell that stuff i even was on that stuff folks whenever we talk about this stuff on medicare advantage and what it's really about we are not lying to you we're not trying to tell you steer you wrong or whatever there was a time that i would tell i would tell folks well you need to make up your mind etc etc i my 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 non-professional advice i can't give advice as a kpft host i can't give advice as a professional healthcare advocate or anything like that but i can tell you i would never allow a ripoff to rip me off. And that is what Medicare Advantage is. Don't let anybody fool you otherwise. And if you're doing well on it now, that is great. If that is all you can afford, it is understandable. 
but if at all you can move on, we'll talk about that later on. Anyway, uh, the subtitle of the show, of course, uh, based on what we, we just spoke about, and if my mouse will start back working, it'll be great that I can scroll up. Neil Aquino discusses a few upcoming elections, including why is a certain person running, including why is the Attorney General trying to uh, attack Someone that is actually a pretty good person. Medicare Advantage salesperson comes clean. Barney Sanders exposes nonprofit hospitals as a ripoff. And the Republican Revolution devours its children, a party that talks about, I support life. We support life. We want the sanctity of life. What life are we talking about? I don't know. Maybe you can inform us. Maybe you can tell us what's going on there. Anyway, folks, there are several ways, several ways to listen to us, of course, on the dial. Go to 90.1 FM on that good old dial. Go download the TuneIn application from the Android store called the Play Store or the Apple Store and search for KPFT and listen to us there. You can go to our website, KPFT. Dot org kpft.org hit the listen button and you can listen to us while you are over there please remember that you know go ahead and start our fun drive early go ahead and donate whatever you can to make sure we can stay on air at uh, just click that button and donate remember to select politics and right that you're donated in our name money doesn't come to me it all goes to kpft this is all my part a completely and entirely volunteer Ordeal. You can watch us live, including the handsome face of Neil Aquino at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. You can also watch us on YouTube by going to politicsandright.tv, politicsandright.tv. All our podcasts are found at politicsandright.com slash podcasts, including the audio of these clips that we do on the show almost daily. Anyway, folks, welcome Neil Aquino. Once again, you're here one day early. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Egberto. Thank you for, for having me and good morning, everyone listening across the earth. Yeah, you know, um, I got, you know, every 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 time you're coming on a show, you send me a, a little snippet of what you intend to discuss. And um you know, when I read your blog, I, the first thing I said was, is, wow. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your concerns with respect to Anne? Great. So this is part of the Houston Democracy Project blog, and that's what I'm here each week, the Houston Democracy Project. You can Google it, Houston Democracy Project. It'll come up, neilaquino.com. And we're seeking to make um, uh, democracy an issue in Houston 2023 politics and to inspire, organize, and strengthen pro-democracy coalitions in Houston and Harris County. So I have a daily blog. And one of the things I've written about is my state representative, Ann Johnson, District 134, and she is a Democrat. And Ann is a decent person. I think she's honest, uh, smart, tough-minded. She's uh, very connected to the local political establishment. I wish she was less so. but uh, And someone who wants bipartisan to succeed. And when I've talked bipartisanship to succeed, and I've talked to Ann a few times and seen her speak at Democratic Party functions, and I know she's also concerned about threats to democracy in Texas and the nation. And what I, I think a way to sum up Ann is she balances her concerns. Our politics are off the rail, off the rails with belief that operating competently and honestly within conventional channels will lead to outcomes that preserve our our politics. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure she's correct, but that's, that's what she wants to believe, and many do. And in, in many ways, it would be better if she was correct. 
So Ann was one of the 12 House managers, 12 representatives in the House, Texas House of Representatives, who led the recent effort to impeach uh, Ken Paxton. The Senate kept Paxton in office, at part it seemed with some of that cor corrupt uh, far-right Wilkes and Dunn money. And after the um, trial ended, the impeachment uh, managers released additional documents pertaining to the trial. Attorney General Paxton said that some of the documents they released violated a Texas law. I guess his address and stuff was in it, even though his address had long been public record. So uh, Paxton is says he's filing a criminal complaint against the 12 impeachment managers. So this corrupt dude is filing criminal complaints in the home counties. And of course, our DA is Kim Og. We've talked about her before. So you don't know what, what she'll do. She's the one who's been hassling Lena and Lena's staff. Um, so one thing that struck me is Anne is this total establishment, moderate, quote unquote, reasonable as others define it. Um, um, she could be a little less moderate, frankly, and she'd be okay. It's a 60% Biden district, but still they come after her. Still, she does everything by the book and still they come after her. And I, I, it reminded me, even though, um, it might seem from a distance, not connected. The indictments that we've seen in Georgia for the cop city protesters, the giant police training facility, where the state of Georgia is seeking to uh, uh, prosecute people who took part in bail funds or who in some parts just expressed anti-police sentiment at cop city rallies. And the, the connection between the two, between Anne, between these folks who seemingly weren't doing anything that would bring a prosecution. They were just taking part in bail funds to free others who'd been arrested, is that you have officials like Mr. Paxton with little concern for democracy who will expand the reach of selective interpretations of the law to harass and imprison people, and that this extended authoritarian reach might be applied to a protester or it might be applied to an opposition party elected official. And so we have to be cognizant that nobody is safe. We need to look out for each other, act with courage and imagination, and understand that seemingly disparate things are, are connected, and that as we have corrupt, and imagine Ken Paxton in a second Trump Justice Department. Imagine him appointed there, or imagine the two of them presiding over us. So I wanted to, to highlight um, Anne as this super moderate person still facing uh, attacks. And I want to remind Anne and establishment actors like Anne that your fate is not distant from that of protesters who you publicly might not really want to be identified with. That is ironic because I, I think you nailed it right there. In, in other words, a lot of a lot of politicians who attempt to uh, play the role of a moderate or, or, or they, they try to stay away from the activists, those of us that are really trying to make effective change for the population at large, they, they, they think that by taking that stance and keeping many of us at bay, at arm's length, that somehow they will be able to get these things through. In other words, yeah, we want to talk to you. But don't make it so obvious that that we're talking to you so that we can get things done. That's not how it works. It's right. better to have the support of the masses than the support of your colleagues, uh, because eventually the support of the masses usurps the support of your colleagues, because eventually those colleagues will be voted out if your support of the masses are sufficiently 
large, which is what we are striving for when uh, with the kind of activism that we do. Folks, the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Please give us a call. Please don't wait till the end of the show to call because, again, uh, we, we, we then have to kind of show you on rather quickly. 713-526-5738. If you have questions for Neil or you want to change a subject or you want to discuss something, if you want to add something to the conversation, go ahead and call us now. We are, this is your show and we want you to participate. Telephone number 713-526-5738. Hit extension number two and you will be on immediately. Neil, you had a second subject that you wanted to talk about with regards to the mayor's race and uh, uh, and the, some implications thereof. Right. I like I liked how you phrased that keep at arm's length, because that's that's really the case. That is that is the case. You will you will have conversations where they'll talk to you privately um, and agree with you. But but and and, and Anne is someone just in her 40s. She's married to her wife. Um, uh, she, there's a lot at stake for her. And 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 she may well need us as much or more than we need her as, as these right. things continue. Um, so well, you know what I tell I tell our politicians that all the time. Whenever I talk to them, I remind them. In fact, I was was that uh, uh, not interrupt too much, but I was at a um, a meeting uh, a, a meeting a couple of days ago, and that's what I told one of them. I I I, I reminded them, I reminded them that there would have been no Lena Hidalgo absent those who were true progressives beating the pavement for somebody that nobody knew for somebody to beat a stalwart that was uh that was emmett uh, emmett uh, you know or emmett yeah i don't know if you remember i don't know if you remember the machinations we that was gone through to get get her elected right that that's right and they they and and they come at her relentlessly yeah yeah because they, they, come at her they never thought and they and, never and thought the grassroots was going to be able right. to do it. That's right. That's exactly what that campaign. That, that's exactly right. Um, so there's been a new new poll, the Hobby School of Public Affairs. That's the University of Houston. And uh, it's a poll on the mayoral race and also the controllers race and a few of the issues on the ballot here in Houston and Harris County. The hospital bond. People want the hospital bond. It seems that's good news. That's a Harris County issue. So for the mayoral race um, in the first round, John Whitmire is at 34 and Sheila Jackson Lee is at 31. That's the first round. And I want you to right. think about that because turnout is probably going to be 5, 26%. So here's yeah. Whitmire. <laughs> right, right. So here's Whitmire who's been in office for 50 years. So 34% of the 27% or 26% who are going to vote want this guy. So he's been in, they, they give him, oh, the dean, all this pompous stuff. They talk around this dude. Only eight or nine percent of Houstonians want this guy for mayor. That That's it. And then yeah. Sheila Jackson Lee is second. So here's someone else. She's been in office forever. She was on city council and I believe was a judge before um, she went to Congress. She's at 31 percent. So just think about these these two folks have 85 years in office or whatever it is and they they still can barely muster a crowd they can still barely muster a crowd we genuflect to these folks and they can still barely muster a crowd so then in the runoff so you have to get to 50 percent or there's a runoff vote um in the runoff 
Whitmire, 50, Sheila Jackson Lee, 36. And that mirrors a poll that Hobby did at the beginning of August, where Whitmire was at 52, 53, whatever it was. And one of the things that's in the poll is that a substantial number of the public will never, uh, uh, 53% of undecided voters said they would never vote for Sheila Jackson Lee. Never. And one thing that's frustrating to me is whether it's fair to me, whether it's fair or not, and I think there's a there's a racial component to, to this. I, I don't have any doubt. But whether it's fair or not, those high negatives for, for Congresswoman Jackson Lee, they've always been out there. And she forced Amanda Edwards and Chris Hollins out of the race. Uh, Amanda Edwards is now running for Congress, Sheila Jackson Lee's seat. Chris Hollins is running for a controller. He has the lead in the poll, although most people don't don't know who's running for controller. And she forced them out. She's had a quarter century to build a political machine. We saw from the first numbers, there's no widespread support for her. These Democratic incumbents in safe seats don't do anything to build turnout. Don't Over the years, they see a primary challenger if the wind blows. They don't build a political operation. Now they need the votes. They have no reservoir of goodwill. And Whitmire is leading among Republicans 82% to 1%. Here's what it says. Whitmire is the favorite candidate among Republicans in a runoff with an 82 to 1% advantage over Jackson Lee, with Jackson Lee leading among Democrats, 59-29. So these folks, to use a line you used with me earlier uh, this morning when we were talking, think the world revolves around them. They get in. They expel this young talent. And Amanda Edwards, she were. I, anything I go to, Amanda Edwards is there, okay? I could have a birthday party for my dog, mm-hmm. and Amanda Edwards would show up. And and here's Congresswoman Jackson Lee. And, and with all of these negatives, and we seem to be putting in this, this 70-something conservative as could be Democrat with close ties to Republicans like Dan Patrick, who are taking Nazi money in essence, and and we're handed it off to them. And it's just, it's deeply frustrating. Uh, what's done is done. But Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, uh, you break, you buy, to use the Colin Powell line. Yeah. And she came in and did this. And uh, uh, she has an obligation to, 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 to really work it. We'll see what we'll see what happens in the race. Well, let's go ahead and go to Gonzalo. Come on in, Gonzalo. All right, I think Gonzalo will be Gonzalo will be there. We go, Gonzalo. Come on in. Okay. Good morning, Victor. How are you? Good morning, Gonzalo. I haven't heard from you in a while. You, were you out of town? Uh, kind of. You know, but I have been listening to your program. Sometimes uh, I don't have enough to say, so I prefer that other people like uh, Johnny, the major, and another guy who uh, takes the bus, I don't know his name, uh, he had an interesting conversation yesterday, so I enjoy the show, yes. Well, good, that's a very considerate caller. Anyway, what what are you, let me know what you want to talk about, my brother. Yeah, about the political agenda of the candidates, I haven't been um, reading much about them, uh, but what all I hear is the same thing. You know, crime, violence, we're going to uh, please the the scenario, the Houston area, that's the Republican side. 
And on the Democratic side, you know, uh, infrastructure, whatever. I don't hear anything about public transit. I don't hear anything about uh, expansion of the rail. I don't need, I don't hear anything about reducing the amount of cars on the highway that is every day more. And we can see the traffic increasingly crazy, especially at rush hours. So it seems to be that we're not in a, in a, in a developed country, we are in a third world country run by uh, car dealerships and uh, people that only think about trucks that uh, consume a lot of gas. And I'm wondering if people realize that we have a climate change threat that we need to deal with. And I have talked to people in the past, for example, um, the West uh, uh West Park Tollway. It used to mm-hmm. be a railroad. What did they do? They dismantled the railroad and instead they make that use, useless tollway because I call it useless because if you drive during rush hour, you can see people bumper to bumper paying two, two, two fifty or more to get to Katy and remote air areas. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Let me tell you, Gonzalo, first of all, uh, you you mentioned a lot of smart stuff there. And I think that alludes to what uh, Neil was talking about. We need young, young people with a different view because these older folks, they're stuck. They're stuck in the age of dinosaurs where uh, there's there's they don't really think about progress, which is what progressives stand for progress. But I let Neil tackle that. Right, that's that's a great smart call, and, um, and there's so many good points. Let me let me let me get to two um, mentioning different forms of transportation. Um, we Gilbert Garcia running for mayor, um, just to show you how retrograde this stuff all is. Gilbert Garcia running for mayor was head of Metro at one point, and one of his issues has been being against bike lanes. He's been complaining about the bike lanes. So we've got a guy actually who should know this stuff um, uh, up and down and be talking about forward stuff. And he's complaining about bike range as, as head of Metro. And then on, on climate change along the same theme. So we have a transportation guy who's complaining about bike lanes for climate change. Casey Curry is running for at-large three. She's a former meteorologist at Channel 13. She's a Democrat who won't mention climate change. She talks, you go to wedding, your website, talks about flooding, resiliency. I've seen her speak about five times, and she will never mention the word climate change. So she says, I'm a meteorologist, meteorologist. I know the facts, science, blah, blah, blah. So to, to amplify the caller, even when they talk about these things, people who are experts in transportation, people who are experts in the climate, Democrats, not only won't they talk about it, they'll take retrograde uh, uh, backwards positions. positions about it to, to speak and, to and the callers. I, I want to say this, that, which I think adds, adds to what you're saying, Neil, and, and that is they all, first of all, disrespect the population and they go to the lowest common denominator. In other words, in order to win that lowest common denominator, instead of saying, I am going to educate I'm going to go into the communities and say, hey, this is why this will make life better for you. They simply say it's easier to just 
looks silly, look dumb. Uh, and, and you really sit down and wonder, that's not what leadership is. Leadership is, yes, listening to your, your audience, but as well, uh, when there is room to inform to do so. Gonzalo, give me a last sentence so I can go to Arnold. Yeah, uh, I think uh, we need also a compromise because uh, it's not a, I mean, in order to get a compromise, we need to uh, get a win-win situation. And let's say, you know, this is just something silly. I'm not an engineer, but let's say instead of uh, 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 the loops, uh, 99, LA 8, and probably it's going to be a third one uh, after 99. So let's say, okay, is that infrastructure capable of carrying a load of a, a rail or a, a fast-speed train? And, and last but not least, I haven't heard anything about the, the fast train uh, between uh, Houston and Dallas. It seems to me that is a crazy idea for Republicans who are in power. That needs to be done. That needs I to agree. Be done. I agree. But you know, the airline... Uh, sorry, Gonzalo, I want to go to Arnold, but the airline in the industry, I can guarantee you, they don't want that that because it's going to kill Southwest traffic between Dallas and Houston. Anyway, uh, Gonzalo, muchas gracias por la llamada. Como siempre tienes a lot to talk about. All right, my brother? All right. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. And you too, sir. All right. Thank you. All right, let's go to Arnold. Come on in, Arnold. Hey, how's it going, Berto? I'm doing fine. Talk to me, my brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, same, same, same scenario as, as uh, uh, your buddy uh, before just said, uh, Gonzalo, man. I, I, I used to... Oh, you're breaking up. Uh, hey, Arnold, call back because you, you kind of broke up. We lost it, so give us a call back. Let's go to Art. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. I'm um, doing fine, Art. Arnold, call us back. We'd like to hear from you. Go ahead, Art. Sure. Uh, two things. One, the mass transit that Gonzalo was talking about, man, that's super important. I think Metro's handling it the best they can, but uh, yeah, we still need more mass transit. The super, what is it, bullet train or whatever it is that he's yeah, from up. Yeah, transit. from Dallas to Houston. Yeah. Is it just Dallas? I thought it was Dallas, Houston, Galveston. Like they're supposed to do a triangle. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. They got to do it. I mean, uh, we got to go on that. This is why we won't, Houston won't ever get the Olympics or the World Cup because the the Eastern European countries, they're used to mass transit. Even people on the East Coast, Chicago, Baltimore, New York, they need mass transit. When they come here and they see all these cars and one person in a big old four by four, doesn't make sense. So we'll never get those, you know, the Olympics or World Cup. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely got to put more money. Anyway, that's not my original point. Gonzalo covered most of it. The, the mayor race. Hila um, <clears throat> Jackson Lee, I think why a lot of people don't like her, I don't think it has much to do with race. I think mm -hmm. it has to do more with, uh, and, and John Whitmore is that they're career politicians, you know, the same people that call for uh, term limits don't want either of them to be mayor because they've already had, they've already established their connections and whatnot. And yeah, there's benefit if they become a mayor and they come here, they can bring those connections and maybe get some things done. Um, but that's what I feel is that there's more 
opposition to to these candidates because they're career politicians. Uh, you know, we need someone fresh, younger that has better, you know, new ideas. Um, we, that's that's my take on it. And Sheila Jackson Lee, I haven't heard from her until I think this past Saturday, and she was on Morning Makers on Channel Two. That was the first yes, time was. I on mm-hmm. anything. Um, I don't know. Maybe she feels she already has it in the bag. The big Democratic, you know, conglomerate is, you know, they said, don't even worry about, you know, hitting the field. We'll, we'll get you in. I'm not sure. I was just my observation. Well, Neil, Neil brought a poll in today, Art. Neil brought a poll in today, Art, that says, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to speak over you. I think we may have a slight delay, but Neil brought a, um, a poll that says otherwise. And um, I, I look, I don't like term limits. I think that the public should decide, but uh, for those who like term limits, I'm not going to, you know, I, again, I, I will vote my way if, if, if term limits wins, so be it. Now, that that said, I think you nailed it, Art. Uh, you know, the, the people are tired of the career politicians. Your thoughts on this, uh, Neil? So Art, Art makes a great point. I, pe- I think people are tired of, of, of the career politicians, and that gets up to, to what we were saying earlier, that they, they've had years to help organize and strengthen the public, and they haven't done it. Um, it's it's all about them. With with the racial component about Sheila Jackson Lee, I think Art's point is great, that people are just tired of them. And Sheila Jackson Lee has been more visible on TV than John Whitmire. She's a congressperson. He's been a state, a state uh, senator. Um, but I'd also say in Houston mayoral elections, for example, eight years ago, um, Mayor Turner beat the Republican Bill King, only 51-49. And this is in a city that was voting strongly for Obama, stronger for Hillary Clinton. And you just got to wonder, there's no reason on earth to vote for, for Hillary, to vote for Obama, to vote for Biden, and then to turn around and vote for a Republican in a mayoral race. So some of it has to do with who shows up in, um, who shows up in city elections, which is an older, whiter, more conservative crowd. But then I, th- I think there is a racial component where there are segments of the population that, when it's closer to home, um, go towards towards the more conservative or or the whiter uh, candidate. So that's an aspect of it. Um, our, our, our art's point that the people are just tired of the same people is also an excellent point. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. There is a certain percentage that will be racial. Go ahead, Art. Oh no, I was agreeing. Yeah, I, I believe there's there's. There's a segment that doesn't want, you know, a black person to be mayor or a, a female or whatever the case. I'm sure that's right. there. I, I, my, I feel it's more of a the career politician. And I think that I, I think you're right there. I honestly think Art, you're right. In other words, you're saying that you know that 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 is a higher burden that people like Sheila or a, a female candidate has to get over. It's it's that yes, race may have a small component, but it's mostly that. And I think I agree with that. Just given who we've elected as mayors before, I mean, we've had uh, uh, we've had women mayors, we'd have gay mayors, we've had black mayors, we've had you know. So I mean, Houston has proved itself uh, with all its problems to be one of the most cosmopolitan and fair cities there are there there is around. So I'm with you there, Art. Anyway, Art, I need to go to Arnold, who we lost a few minutes ago. Okay, go ahead. Just in closing real quick is like, you know, if you're registered, I know it's already late, but make sure you go out there 
a lot of us have younger nieces and nephews and cousins or whatever. Get them out there, take them with you, pay them five bucks. Say you're going to stop at Starbucks, whatever, just to get them out. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. All right. As usual, good info. Thank you, my brother. Let's go to Arnold. Come on in, Arnold. Hey, 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 Murdo, thanks. Uh, so, uh, what I was going over was uh, basically, uh, like Gonzalo was saying, uh, you know, uh, I let other people talk, uh, you know, uh, as far as the mayor, uh, KPSC or whatnot. Uh, but what I wanted to go over was uh, basically everything Gonzalo was saying. Uh, I mean, you could you could say all that you could, you you could put that as union union work, you know. Uh, where where is uh, everything that Gonzalo was saying as far as the infrastructure could be union work? Uh, where we voted in, we voted in on all these bonds not too long ago, didn't we? As far as uh, to to increase uh, 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 some bonds uh, so so that the city uh, could start. Uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, purchasing property, whatever it said, right? Uh, yes. Uh, as far as uh, for uh, for the animal uh, control as well, uh, everything. Uh, I think every proposition or whatever uh, uh, that 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 was put out there this last election, I think everything uh, was in favor for. Correct. Yes, I mean, I, 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 I tell you what we're going to do, Arnold, what we're going to do, because there are a lot of um, amendments to the Constitution, uh, propositions that are going out there, and we're going to have a list of them. I, I don't remember the particular one that I have. I'm Go ahead. About locally, uh, here, here, here locally, I'm sorry. Uh, locally, uh, you know, the last election... Uh, uh, with with uh, Lena Hidalgo and everything, you know, everybody v- voted on these propositions for 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 uh, like I said, for the fire department, for the police department, for the yes, animals, yes, uh, for for state. We 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 voted on all of those. So so everything that is going to be built with with all that money needs to be union work. Is what I'm saying. How, how do we make that? How do we make who do we who do we vote in? so that we make that happen. You understand? So I get uh, you I, perfectly. I, 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 I get you. Jackson Lee and, 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 and she hasn't done that for us, especially not in Houston because union uh, representation in Houston is, is, is zero is minimum. 5%. Maybe. I, I, okay. So I, I think if I understand you correctly, Arnold, you're calling about, okay, we have the monies. There's let, let's make sure that the labor force that fulfills the build out of that money is union based. You're right. And what, what I tell you to do is the fact that you're calling in and talking about that and making the population at large aware what we need to do in these next few time, these these few weeks towards this next election going out there is to make sure to get the commitment from these politicians that yes, in fact, uh, they will be supporting these jobs done by union shops. We contract out a lot of work that Houston does. We need to make sure that the work that is contracted goes to unions and not to somebody just hiring a whole bunch of people uh, to make a big profit on what we've all voted for. So, Arnold, I'm with you. Thank you so kindly for your calls. Give me one last closer so I can go to Bart. Uh, one, one, one more thing real quick. Uh, you had talked about uh, entrepreneurs uh, making all this money and this and that. Uh, you know, uh, th- that 
you, you know, they, they got to make that money so that, uh, uh, I, I don't know, you you and uh, the other guy on the page uh, on speakers, yeah. I believe, we're talking about a, a, to, uh, it's an incentive, incentive for them to, 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 to make things happen. Oh, I, I make things happen every day. Us workers make things happen every day. And, 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 uh, we, we, we want to see some of that. Okay, wait a minute. I, I hope, I, I hope you're talking about things that I say because let me just tell you, Arnold, I, I have no problem about for, for entrepreneurs making money, but if you listen to, and you, if you listen to everything I talk about, if you uh, read everything I write, it's all about the entrepreneur is one stakeholder and the major stake, the other major stakeholder is in fact the worker and the worker, the, the entrepreneur can't make a profit if the worker isn't there and therefore they partake, they should partake in it all. So Arnold, we're on the safe wavelength. I, I don't know if, if you, if you hadn't gotten that from the, when I've been on Steve's show to talk about that, but that's where I'm at. Arnold, I got to go to Bard, but thank you so kindly for thank calling you. and know that we're listening to you, sir. All right. Let's go to Bard. Come on in, Bard. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to encourage all your listeners, including Art and Arnold, to vote for John Whitmire. He's a good Democrat and he supports the unions and the infrastructure and he's against crime and he's worked well with governor abbott so he's got that direct connection to him you know and he can get abbott straightened out and on the right track you know so i just want to encourage everyone to vote for john whitmire because that sheila jackson lee she's just a career corrupt politician out of washington and all she cares about is getting in front of the camera you know what i mean uh, let Niels answer answer that. Uh, uh, but I mean, look, this is all our channels, right? So you have a right for your choices, and I support your right to do that. This is what we're all about. But go ahead, Neil, if you want to address what he said. Right. So thank you for the call. Um, in terms of uh, union, so unions are divided. The Gulf Coast AFL uh, supports the Gulf Coast AFL CIO Labor Council supports Whitmire. The teachers union, uh, the Communication Workers of America support Sheila Jackson Lee. So we've talked about unions a little bit the last couple of calls. There are divided, um, divided thoughts among among our union. Terms the caller said against crime, and um, very appreciative of the caller and 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 coming and advocating for his candidate. I just point out they're all against crime. We we use these terms. You know, we we were saturated with these crime messages, and no one's for crime. Um, and Congresswoman Jackson Lee is not um, for crime. For the last point about straightening Governor Abbott out, so that's a great point. And so Senator Whitmire offers us this deal. He says, I know these Republicans. I know Governor Abbott. I know Lieutenant Governor Patrick, and I'm going to straighten them out. But that hasn't worked. It didn't work with the trans legislation, didn't work with taking over our voting. Um, it hasn't worked with you know, getting our money from the land office for Hurricane Harvey. That's that's the thing. If if Senator Whitmire could really deliver these outcomes, hey, I'm I'm moderating uh, uh, Dan Patrick. Hey, I'm moderating Greg Abbott. Look at this record. But he hasn't been able to do that, and so he's been advocating that the Department of Public Safety uh, state troopers come into town, like Mayor Watson, another older conservative Democrat in Austin. 
uh, wanted these police. Then he wanted to get rid of them. And Abbott said no. So Kirk Watson wasn't able. So let, let's take Whit Whitmire a completely good faith. It's, it's a reasonable proposition he offers. But the record's not there. And there's no reason to believe um, there's no reason to believe that he can restrain these anti-democratic um, Republicans once once in office. The record isn't showing that. Thank you very much. I, and Neil, I, I need to go ahead and tell folks, welcome, Carol Sanders. Yeah, welcome, you. Eric Hayes. Welcome. Hold on a second, Abbard. Welcome, uh, Paul Fleming Sr. Welcome, all of you in, in the chat. Uh, note that we, we, we read them, uh, and thank you for being here. Okay, Bard, you got to give me a quick closer. Yeah, I, I think it just boils down, and we got two choices, Sheila Jackson Lee or John Whitmire. And to me, it's obvious that Whitmire is the better choice of these two because he's more local. He'll work better with the county. And that's what we need. Somebody that's going to work with the county and the state. Thank Bart. You know, uh, the, thank you very much, Bart. I appreciate I do. Bart, I, I do appreciate your call. I ask you also to listen to what Neil says. Neil comes down with, you know, one of the things that we always believe in is uh, actions speak louder than words. In other words, you say you're going to do something. How has it been done thus far? Look at the record. Very important. Thank you so kindly, Bart. Keep calling. Keep listening, my brother. Let's go to Melissa. Come Melissa, come, uh, come on in, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Houston. Oh. Man, <laughs> my, I only had a question. My only Go ahead, my friend. Talk about uh, the, 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 the ramifications of um, someone made a point, um, and I'm chiming in on the switching parties. So I wanted Neil to give um, the audience another uh, rule of, you know, what the rules when you switch party and you go in to vote, you know, this election. That was what I called for. But then the... Uh, you know, other caller is, is coming on to say, we need another guy to get another guy straight. That don't make no sense. And, you know, and if that's what he's running on, oh, put me in so I can get, I can straighten him out. That totally doesn't make any sense. That really now makes me question and makes make sure, makes him fuck. He fucks to me now. And then uh, the whole uh, gang, I mean, you know, uh, criminal, let's, let's, you know, get tough on crime. That sounds like to me, wrap all the black people up again. So, I mean, you, you're giving me anxiety, sir. And I'm definitely not voting for Whitmire. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Thank you for... Thank you very much, Melissa. Now, uh, uh, before I go to Diane, I'll let uh, Neil comment about the party change. Thank you so kindly for calling. As usual, my, my dear lady. Go ahead, Neil, real quick. Great. Thank you, Melissa. Very quickly, well, uh, just say that excuse, municipal elections are technically nonpartisan, um, so there's no there's no party, uh, no primary, no. You just go in and vote. There's the general election day. If if you if the candidates don't get to fifty percent, then there's a runoff. They're they're not really nonpartisan. Uh, certainly from the Republicans, and I don't think Democrats should treat it that way. But these are technically uh, nonpartisan races. Thank you very much, uh, Neil. Let's go to uh, Diane. Come on in, Diane. Good morning. I'm I'm a voice from your past. I haven't found your program for like two years, and this is my first time to find it. Thank and you, I'll Diane, go, for finding it. I just I've just been underwater for a couple of years, I guess. But I've <laughs> got to tell you, have to vote. You have to vote. There is you you can look at John Whitmire with a exploiting his 
robbery when his daughter was nine years old as part of his campaign commercial. It's a that's when you're showing that the when you throwing red meat at your people. People like to trash Sheila Jackson Lee. We have to have a strong leader for our city. And right now, I do not live in Harris County, and it's driving me up the wall because I can't vote this election. And I get these people that don't even want to vote, that they don't care. And my point, and I'm going to make it brief because I haven't been on the air for a while anywhere, voting, 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 get your younger your younger neighbors, get your cousins, get your nieces, get your nephews, get them in the habit of going to the polls, you know, be a poll worker, volunteer. You've got to make it a culture of voting in your personal community because that's the only way that we are going to win this state back from what's in Austin right now. You know, Diane, I, I want to commend you. I want to commend you on a statement you made. And I think Howard is likely going to, not Howard is going to likely love it. He loves it. The culture of voting. That is exactly what we need. The culture of voting. I love the way you said that. And that is what we have to have, not only here in Harris mm -hmm. County, but everywhere else in this country to really take the country uh, to the people who really yeah. own it. And I just thought, as a codicil to that, I I am also a, me a, a member of the Cherokee Nation. My aunt, who had six children, had a full-time job. She was, at every single election, she was the precinct chair. She would set it up in her barn on her farm. And she, every time she saw any of her two sisters' kids, we were like, we... It's like you just didn't think about not voting once you turned eight. Right. You just, and her kids would go, they would go be sitting there at the, in their little car seat, I mean, their uh, stroller, while she was working the polls, when she had, you know, a little bit because she had, because so, it has to be like, I, I think it's culture of voting. And I don't even know where that phrase dropped from, but I've never, I've never actually verbalize that before but yeah well you sure I, I gotta go to the other caller um diane but let me just tell you that that phrase that phrase is a very important phrase and i'll start using that phrase and i'll credit you the culture of voting dan thank you so kindly for calling you made you, know, you, you made my, thank you made you. my difference today so thank you thank, thank you, you. let's so you have a wonderful day dan let's go to ray uh ray uh, Ray is recovering. Ray, I hope you're feeling better. I'm assuming this is Ray that I think it is. My Ray from Third yeah, Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, how are you doing uh, this morning? I know you. I know you're under the weather. Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm going through it, but I, I'm feeling better. So, uh, really quick, I wanted to highlight what Diane said. Thank you for mm -hmm. uh, sharing that. You know, we need a culture of voting, and and to Neil, like. What you said about, you know, the difference in the the polls between John Whitmire and Sheila Jackson Lee is, is nothing but disturbing to me because, you know, Houston has a large Democratic base that should be, you know, on the progressive side. But I'm hearing a lot of your callers and I'm hearing the tone of some of your callers that, you know, unfortunately strongly support Whitmire and I feel like they come from that that 
part of our society that just doesn't see it for, I'm just going to say it, a black candidate, a woman. I don't look at the Washington politics aspect of it so much, but they use that as uh as a basically a scapegoat to say well i don't support this candidate because she's a washington insider yada 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 if you know anything about city politics you would want that and look at that as an asset because most municipalities rely on federal funds to be able to make up the difference in their budget so if you care anything about a city budget you would want to have someone who has direct ties to Washington because they can get the federal money to the city better than someone like a Whitmire just because he has the state, you know, pool. That doesn't mean anything just because he knows or maybe has a relationship with Abbott doesn't mean it's going to be an asset. It just means he knows him. And like y'all were saying, you know, he's a Democrat, but he's historically voted with and supported Republican legislation. But uh, Ray, he has never, uh, Lee, I think Neil pointed out perfectly and Neil enumerated it perfectly. He has been unsuccessful. He claims that uh, voting him into office will give him the leverage to get Republicans to do the right things. Republicans have done all the That's wrong large. things for Harris County. Okay, and that that's a statement of fact, and Neil made that clear. Uh, but uh, look, I have to take you know I try not to get into the conversation as far as uh, voting, but you know uh, with this one, I, I, I well with, with all of them, I'm going to eventually take an exception. I'll take my host hat off. I can't look. It it is time. For, uh, first of all, I want women more engaged in our politics because I think more than ever we need women engaged in our politics and I'm I'm talking about head in our politics and and that's that is a statement that I make based out of experience uh women in the aggregate simply governs better Texas wasn't better governed than when we had uh, uh god it just slipped me who was our woman governor uh and there's a reason why Parker. No, no, I'm not talking about our mayor, uh, our governor of, of, of Texas. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> the governor of Texas Richard. that we had. And Richard and Richards and Richards and Richards. Great governor. And again, this is a I'm saying that right now in I our history, history of Ann Richards. Right. Right now in our history. We need a change from the testosterone-driven type of governing to a more inclusive governing. And until men relearn that, that item, I think we need to have a bigger influx of women in our body politic. That's just my statement. But Ray, I need to jump to Johnny after you make a closing statement. Yeah, basically, I just need to say He's a—he's not a, a Democrat. He's a Democrat in name only. He is a Dixiecrat. And if we get him in the mayor office, we're going to have a police state like you wouldn't believe. And that's what scares me because he doesn't even believe that, you know, we should have air conditioning in the prisons because that's a luxury. But it's I'll shameful. I, I yeah, that's good. inhumane. That's inhumane and shameful. And and I think uh, there there's something to what you're saying here. I am tired of people looking at the, our crime rate has gone up, but to look at to to sit here and and try to imply that 
Houston is a crime-driven city. It's crazy. Houston is a humongous city. Three million people, three plus million people. It's bigger than my the original country that I'm from. If you compare the crime in my country to what you see in Houston with three million people, it's a joke. When we try to make crime an issue in many cities, it's, I mean, look, if you are the victim of crime, it's a problem. If you see a doubling in crime, it's a problem. But a doubling of a very small amount is a small amount. And I'm not trying to discount crime. I'm trying to say there are so many other issues we need to tackle. And these other issues that we need to tackle will inherently solve the crime problem. You tackle the problem with a um, uh, Parents don't not having good good daycare for their kids. We tackle the problem of of having an educational system that the kids can be well partaken of. These things will take care of the crime problem. But to think having a bunch of police locking people up is going to solve crime, it's wishful thinking. And you know how we know it's wishful thinking? Because that is all we have ever done. That is all we have ever done. I mean, it's it's time for us to think out of the box, and that's why we need new people. Ray, thank you so kindly. I hope you get better. Hope to see you at three o'clock if you are available, you. if you're around. Take care, brother. Let's go to Johnny. Come on in. Thank you, brother. Let's go to Johnny, Mayor of Politics and Right. Well, maybe on a lighter note, I'm not sure how light it's going to be when you think about the implications. I loved uh, Magic Jack's opening words of wisdom this morning when he maybe wittingly or unwittingly uh, tied with his words. He said, what was his words? He he said, uh, the agents of chaos have taken control, right? Yes. Agents of chaos have taken control. And then you immediately went to, and I did the same thing. I thought, I thought of Get Smart TV series in the 60s, a comedy. That was uh, Howard who did that. <laughs> right. The agent, the agency that Maxwell Smart worked for was called Control. C-O-N-T-R-O-L. Yes. Yes. Control. So when you say the agents of chaos, chaos, uh, the, the other agency, K-H-O-S, that was not an acronym either. It was just their name. So the agents of chaos... And chaos right now in 2023 United States of America are white nationalists, and they have taken control of control, our police departments, so that when I witness a neighbor who may be uh, assembling assault weapons and stuff, I can't call the local police. Why? Because I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. Exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see, you know, I, I, I always recount the story about uh, coming to uh, KPFT at the studio with a friend of mine and a police officer coming next to me. And my buddy is a white guy and he was out there waving at the cop and, you know, kind of and I'm like straight as an arrow in my car. And he just couldn't he doesn't quite. I, I explained to him the other day, look, you know, you and I have two different views of who these guys are. And, 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 and I mean, any cop, look at what they did to the kid in, in Georgia. You know, it, it is amazing. But anyhow, I want to welcome Peggy Lopez is in the house, as well as Eric Hayes in the house. Guys, thank you for being here and having a healthy conversation in the chat, uh, in, in a chat room. Anyway, Johnny, I got to uh, I, I got to tell you, give me a 15 second closer. Oh, only 15 seconds. OK, only the smart guys get that amount, huh? Okay, yes. so John Whitmer problematic, not because he's got Mayor Tootsie's last name, but because of his intent. 
And you can see his intent by his lack of substance in his TV ads. His TV ads go back. I said this once before to you, and I'll say it again. And someone alluded to it before today in your show that he goes back to when he had hair and he had his little baby with him. And now he's running for office because of something. And he used the baby as a prop. Hey, Johnny, I got to throw you off for a second here because I want to mention something. All right. Hey, guys, look, uh, I really wanted to touch on the Medicare Advantage with the letter that I got. I may read it tomorrow, but just in case I forget to do that in the next newsletter, please go to our newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. That letter from the person who used to sell Medicare Advantage is of utmost importance that you read. He was on it. He sold it. Now he no longer sells it. I want to throw this to the studio real quickly. Let's go to El Senor Reynolds. Talk to me, brother. Let's close this baby out so I can give Neil a final word. Well, just another fine show here, Egberto. Uh, Lots of iPhone action this morning. You didn't even get to... hmm? I'm agent 86. No, you're not. (laughs) I heard that. You're not either. (laughs) <laughs> all right he threw me off jack go back to your corner all right now another fine show egberto lots of phone action today we want to remind folks that uh, our lineup has changed in the morning this morning we're going to have clint broussard step in for the the great wide open is what they're calling this show 9 30 till noon he'll be in today and tomorrow then uh friday they it all comes apart <laughs> it's it's all you brother yeah. it's all you it's all, all right gonna come apart then so jack what's your wisdom 10 seconds jack harm reduction harm reduction is what we need to do to get things going right again take care of the people thank you brother uh neil you got uh 20 seconds to close out Great. Thank you for all the great callers today. Ask your elected officials what they're doing uh, to generate turnout, a culture of voting. They have the resources to do it. And also my project, the Houston Democracy Project, the Houston Democracy Project. We're talking about uh, municipal politics. Google it, the Houston Democracy Project. You'll find it. Thank you so kindly, folks. Thank you, all callers. Thank you, our studio, Harold Reynolds, Jack Van Beber. Thank you, callers. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.